morning, 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 everybody. This is JC, aka Big Jab, and the Fat Jake Poe. Welcome to you on a Saturday morning, Jay Poe. How you feeling, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing good on this Saturday morning. How are yeah. you? All right, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I'm doing. All right, so uh, I, we don't have a we don't have a fancy <laughs> we don't have a fancy podcast studio yet. Okay, we're, we're working there. Also, shout out to the 104 followers that we have right now and us hitting that century mark. That feels great. So my girlfriend's asleep, of course. We got a Halloween party going on later, and I can't go sit in the living room area because I'm loud. If you you just met me, because I'm loud, so I don't want to wake <laughs> her up. So I hear this whole weather report. Everyone, you know, my buddy's like, oh, yeah, it's cold now, but, you know, it's going to warm up. Halloween weekend, Saturday, you know, it's going to be warmer. I am out here in a, in a, in a hoodie and in a, in a shower or whatever you call this thing from the couch to, to keep me warm with my, with my Michigan hat on, go blue. And I'm trying to stay warm right now, but I'm doing this for the culture. I'm doing this for the fans. I'm doing this for the show. So I'm I'm as right as I'm gonna be, man. So so you're sitting outside then? <laughs> I'm outside on the patio. With, All right, with, so with you my, know what? With it, my, it, my, it, my my podcast equipment and I'm going hard, man. I'm ready. It looks like that it's gonna shape up to be a nice day. At least it's not raining. But yeah, it's That's uh true. I don't know how it is in uh Pittsburgh, but here in uh Youngstown, Ohio, man, it's uh it's a little bit chilly this morning. That's for sure, dude. Let's just say the, the, let's just say there's frost on the grass, and they didn't oh, there's definitely frost they, on the yeah, grass. They, they didn't warn me of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, there's definitely frost on the grass. Like if you look outside, your car definitely has frost on the windows if it's not in a garage. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's oh. what I'm facing right now. But hey, I'm here for the I'm here for the crew. I'm here for the podcast. So I'm ready. I like it. I like it. What do we got today? <laughs> All right, guys. So, hey, happy Saturday. Hopefully, your fantasy football teams are dominating. If not, we're going to give you some advice. We're going to do another triple threes this morning. I love this I love this segment. But this time, we're going to do three players that you should trade for, meaning get them from your guys, from your people in your league that really aren't paying enough attention to them. Go ahead and throw a trade out for them. Three guys that you should stash. Now, again, these guys aren't going to be your top waiver picks. Three guys that maybe are good to stash now to hopefully help you in that playoff run later, and then three droppables. Who are your three guys that you've been holding on to for way too long? It's already halfway through the season. You got to you gotta do it. You got to shrug the shoulders and drop those guys for better targets out there. So that's what we got going on right now. Jay Poe, where can they find us at, my friend? All right, man, you can find us on Twitter. That's at Big Jab and the Fat. That's at Big Jab and the Fat. You can find us there. Our podcast, of course, is done on Anchor. Uh, you can follow the link straight off of our Twitter page. We post everything there. If you, we do uh, one of our leagues through Sleeper, so we always we have a Sleeper channel. We post all of our content there. You can find it there, and you do not have to have the Anchor uh, app downloaded. No, you you do can not. just play it straight off of the web browser, and it'll play right from there. Or if you have the uh, the Anchor app downloaded, then you can just find us at uh, Big Jab in the Fat. And also on Spotify, guys, I got the new link in the Twitter page. Nice. Click on that link. I, yep. that. I, just, I just updated nice. everything, my friend. I had a few people check. I had the girlfriend check. It does work. The Twitter, the, the Spotify link is inside the Twitter profile. When you click on us, it'll say, check us out on Spotify. You click that, boom, takes you right there. We're stepping our game up, guys. Definitely check us out there. All hey, right. On, oh, on, on, on a side note, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, as many things as you have uh, recently volunteered your 
girlfriend to uh, do. Uh, she, I think at some point she's going to be asking for like a 10% commission fee whenever there's hey, money, listen. whenever or if ever there's money made hey, from this. We keep it, we keep it in the family, man. Keep it in the family. She's already <laughs> showing me, she's a, she's a teacher, so she's already showing me how to do some live broadcasts because they do it every single day. So we're oh, okay, working cool. on some things. You know, we keep we keep the production in the family, all right? That's what I, that's how I always was brought up. So nice. she'll, she'll get her cut. She'll get her cut. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, brother. You want to go? You want me to go first? Hey, man, you know what? Um, I can start it. So like JC said, this is our triple threes. We're going to do three trades, three stashes, three drops. So I'm going to start with my trades first. And my first guy. So um, I, I took the approach to this. Um, JC and I play in uh, what we would call an expanded keeper slash dynasty league. Uh, it's a keeper in both of our leagues. They're keeper leagues, but one league we keep 14 guys. Our roster's 31 total. The other league we keep 15. The roster's 31 total. So I know it's kind of like that. A lot of people play keeper and you only keep one guy or you have to give up their draft value of the following year for where they picked up the guy they're keeping. Yeah, we don't do anything like that. You just keep your guys. You pick them. So this is more geared at a more keeper, expanded keeper slash dynasty relevancy is the approach that I took to it. So, and I actually, uh, JC, you know, I kind of like the trend more towards the guys. Okay, you know, we try to stay, I personally always try to stay away from, I mean, obviously I'm, you know, keeping Patrick Mahomes and I'm keeping, you know, all these guys. But so, but this, for this podcast i'm going to kind of take a more edgy approach man i'm going to take a more edgy approach all right so my first trade and i don't think i would ever say this at any other time besides now my first trade mike evans oh mike evans okay i like it if you're deep at the position and not even really deep but if you're playing two flexes two wide receivers not a three wide receiver and two flex or one flex if you're already deep and you got Mike Evans and you're either all three of my guys are going to work like this. If you're either a contender or not a contender, these three guys would be somebody to trade or trade for Mike Evans. If you're not a contender and you're kind of like on the cusp of man, I need to rebuild. Let Mike Evans have one big game and then sell him. I understand he's going to six straight years of a thousand yards. I get it. But I after thinking about that, JC, I said to myself, did Mike Evans do so much that, you know, he came in and produced and produced and produced. Is his fall off going to be just as fast as his rise was? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so personally, but he could be. But give Mike Evans one big game. Antonio Brown there, Chris Godwin. I don't know how they'll be able to keep all these pieces next year. Um, if you're a contender, trade for Mike Evans. If you can get him for draft picks and maybe like a couple like Debbie guys. Uh, if you're not a contender and looking to rebuild and you own Mike Evans, trade Mike Evans. Okay, good one there, brother. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little deep too, because again, it's halfway through the season, so you don't want to just think about the guys that you know you should probably trade for. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy that I'm looking at, and again, you want to deep dive. You want to deep dive, especially with quarterbacks now one thing that i started a little bit last year and then definitely started more this year was stash my quarterbacks i actually got the idea from our commissioner hootie uh brandon hudak because he did that a lot last year in our other league and so i did the same thing so i traded for uh for tom brady i stashed baker mayfield who i just traded for joe mixon uh and kenya drake and baker mayfield for joe mixon in a pick 
Uh, I stashed Derek Carr, stashed Teddy Bridgewater, who did have a bust of a game, but that happens. To yeah. allow me, he got hurt to, too. Yeah, he got hurt. To allow me to connect different trade parts. So another quarterback, I'm willing to trade that guy who's just keeping him on his bench. He's really not doing anything. Mr. Philip Rivers. Mr. Philip Rivers. And this is why I like it. Let's say you got a guy like Mahomes. You got a guy like Jackson. Got a guy like Watson. Those guys aren't as protected as before with bad games. All three of those guys are still top five QBs, but they've had some mediocre games for them. Solid games for regular fantasy football quarterbacks, but mediocre games for them. So for them. So remember, always check those matchups because you might not want to start one of those guys. I know it's blasphemy, but remember Aaron Rodgers got six to seven fantasy points versus Tampa Bay. A lot of you know hard-headed owners were like, it's our Rodgers. I don't care. That Bucks D does not mess around. You could have had an easy uh, QB2 fill that spot. So Phillip Rivers right now has 1,600 yards in the season, seven TDs, nothing great, but he blew Cincinnati up with 33 fancy points. This is who he has left. Detroit, Baltimore, Tennessee, Green Bay, Tennessee, Houston, the Raiders, Houston, and Pittsburgh. I see at least four of those games where he's startable. He's also got Jonathan Taylor, who's still grinding away, I think is being highly underrated in the fantasy circle right now. So if people want to give away him, watch him too. And Michael Pittman is now designated to return from injury. So if you weren't watching that last game, I believe his receiver's name was Marcus Johnson, number 83. He had almost the same height and weight tangible as Michael Pittman, and he blew up. Rivers is looking for that long threat. Pittman's coming back. He had a surgery that wasn't from an injury. It was from a complication that he got taken care of. So it wasn't like he was hurt. He had to get the surgery. They take they took care of it. Kind of like the core surgery, uh, Chanel and AUCAD. I would definitely invest in Rivers as that nice bye week replacement. I like that pick. Um, so once again, to follow my trend on my uh, trades here, um, playing on both caveats, if you're a contender or not a contender, uh, I'm going to stick with the Mike. So I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. If you're not Ooh. a contender and he's your biggest asset, Trade him to a contender and see what you can get for him. Because with that being said, if you are a contender and you're looking to kind of maybe, you know, if you can get the playoff run out of Michael Thomas in fantasy football, our starts week 14, our trade deadline is week nine. If you can land Michael Thomas and he can come back and give you a solid, yep, yep. you know, give you a solid five, six games and pull you through the playoffs, Michael Thomas, I think, I, I, I think a lot of people – um, a lot of people I've talked to and what I've seen and what I've read, uh, a lot of people are kind of starting to get onto the, is he the next Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham? Ooh, he got his tough. money. Now Not he's going to be way. a diva. <laughs> right, 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 right. Is he going to be a diva? Is this, that, or the other thing? So maybe at the beginning of this year, your Michael Thomas owners weren't looking to sell. Right now, your Michael Thomas owners, depending on where they stand with their team, they may be looking to sell, and you may be get able to get them for a little bit of a discount. Um, there was a recent trade in our league made for Michael T Thomas, and and the guy that traded for him, I told that guy, I said, listen, he gave up two firsts and Darren Waller, and I, and, yeah, and I told him, bad. I was like, it, it, it isn't bad, but I told him, I was like, what you gave up two firsts for and a tight end one, a good wide – Good wide receivers is easier to come by than a good tight end in fantasy football. I I would have I would have capped that at maybe like if you really want if he really wanted Waller the guy trading Thomas then maybe one first and Waller. Yeah, but I would do the first. I would do the first and Waller for Thomas. 
Yeah, and, I, and maybe like a late round, like a six or seven. Even right. If it wasn't a late round, right, late round. Excuse me, it was a two for one. I would, I would have said that was fair. Yeah. Yeah, so so that so that's what I got there on Michael Thomas. Um, I think, but we don't know. I mean, there's lots of talk that you know that he, you know he was benched for a fight, and it, his yeah. benching really wasn't because of an injury, like it was first reported. It was more for fighting, and then that all kind of came out. His cryptic trades, and then he had a hamstring injury. Is this Michael Thomas just not wanting to play in in? thinking he's the guy and he can go anywhere. I don't know what's going on there. But if he comes back and you're a contender and you can buy low on him, even though it's not going to be super low, but for normal Michael Thomas standards, you could probably get him for a decent deal. I say pick up Michael Thomas, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like you said before, those owners that maybe are ready to drop him, those owners are just tired, and especially in standard leagues or year-long leagues. Right. That just like, this guy's done nothing for me, and you want to try, and you're in a good position to do that playoff run, grab him. He could come back. He could literally come back week 13 through 16 and get you a championship. So, right. Oh, call that. For sure. For sure. Definitely. All right, guys. Remember, you can find us at Big Jab and the Fat on our Twitter page at Big Jab and the FAT. We got Spotify and Anchor Podcast, both of those apps and or websites. You can check us out with the new and latest podcast. Today, we are doing another Triple Threes episode, three players to trade, stash, and drop. My next trade, I like this guy. I have him in one league. I won him in the other league. This is definitely a dynasty, dynasty, excuse me, a dynasty trade market right here for this player, Jonu Smith. And this is why I like Jonu Smith, and most play, most people are like, you know what? He's a bust. He's not having a great of a season. We get that. We understand that. He's in a run-first uh, team. Derrick Henry is, in my opinion, the number one RB1 off the board next year. I don't care what you say. He doesn't get injured. Both CMC and Barkley are out. He's on a run-first team. Tin Hill's a solid quarterback. He's, this defense keeps getting better. He's great. Jonu Smith hasn't really performed to where we all thought he was. 20 receptions, 250 yards, and five TDs. But I like that TD mark. Five TDs for a tight end is pretty dang decent. The last two games were definitely stinkers. Three points, two points, nothing great there. But again, look at your matchups. He's he's versing a beatable Bengals team this week. The Bears might be tough. After that, he's got Colts, the Ravens, Colts again, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay for week 16 going into those playoffs for your fantasy league. This is a very easy buy low trade market. If people are out there willing to give a third or a fourth up straight up for Jonu, if you can trade again, a backup QB that you don't really need because you have the depth, get this guy. He's a dynasty stash, meaning I don't expect him to really jump out of the market. I mean, I could see him going for, let's see, probably close to about 750 yards for the rest of the year and maybe add, uh, you know, four more touchdowns. So 750 and 90s, which isn't bad. I think he's going to go a little run. Great dynasty stash. Trade for him. Get him on your roster. He's going to be an elite tight end for a very long time. He is only 25 years old, 6'3", 248. What else do you want on the guy? I like it, man. Yeah, you know what? In, 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 uh, in keeper dynasty uh, fantasy leagues, you really can't ever go wrong with holding tight ends. I've actually, I know you had commented earlier about, uh, you know, taking the approach to stashing some quarterbacks this year. That's yep. a very smart approach too. with COVID. You don't ever know what's oh. going to happen. I kind of got bit with that, uh, with Dak <laughs> Prescott. My backup yeah, was Prescott. Carson Wentz. And then yeah. after I lost Dak, it was kind of like, well, you know, I don't mind uh, the Eagles are out of their hard part of their schedule. 
Carson's starting to come on. The Eagles are starting to get healthy. But I, outside of him, if he were to get hurt, I didn't have mm-hmm. anybody. So true, uh, definitely – so stashing quarterback, stashing – but I've I've taken the approach for the past three years now to, to draft – to stash and draft tight ends every single year. So I'm going to hold one to two, trying to hold two, and I'm going to draft one. Because like I just said about the Darren Waller trade, it's easier to get a wide receiver than it is to get a tight end. And if you are playing another team that is just as good as yours and you guys are like going to compete, generally the position it's going to come down to is tight end. Or kicker. <laughs> so I yeah, mean, I'm telling you, it, those are big point positions. You know. You yeah. So know. I, 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 I mean, you can't ever go wrong with with having a tight end that you know that can produce you. You know, those. I mean, outside of what the top four tight ends, uh, maybe from five or maybe top five, but from six down, man, all those guys produce the same numbers relatively. Yeah, exactly. They're, They're all close. Big boy numbers yet. So my third, uh my third trade four or uh, trade away, depending on where you stand in your league, uh, it's going to be David Montgomery. So um, I was a big so, David Montgomery so. fan last year. Um, I, 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 uh, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of David Montgomery now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just think that he uh, – the nice thing about him is his floor is stable, okay? Him That's and true. Josh Jacobs, those two big, guy, big running backs from last year's class – I wasn't the biggest fan of last year's running back draft class, um, but is what you can say about both of them is they have a stable floor. I think uh, I know Josh Jacobs fans may be a little upset with it, you know, with, about his production, but I just seen a stat. He gets 80% of the touches within the red Huge. zone. So, Huge. I mean, the, the opportunities there, but David Montgomery, stable floor. I, I mean, he may not jump through your ceiling, but he's going to give you a stable floor in and out. If you need that RB2, that flex running back, just that guy, if you're already solid at running back and you just want another running back to get in your flex and you might be able to get him for a good deal, try to get David Montgomery because the Bears are a walking disaster. I know at what, five and two, <laughs> I think they are. They are the, the luckiest I, team yeah, sport yeah. I've ever seen. They're the one guys that won the uh, the Cinderella Miracle in NCAA. What was it the NC Wolfpack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it, 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 the Bears are gonna they're gonna run the ball. Uh, Allen Robinson isn't playing; he's in concussion protocol. So even for this week, if you're trying to make one final jump before your uh, week nine tr- deadline, see if you can get David Montgomery. He might help you out in the long run. Yeah, I think that's huge because for a couple of factors, uh, three different factors. One, Tariq Cohen is out. So mm-hmm. even even though Montgomery isn't Tariq Cohen, he's been getting some nice receiving touches out of the backfield. Yeah. And that's going to help, especially if you have him in PPR leagues. Number two, Lamar Miller's coming back. And you might be like, Lamar Miller's on the Bears? Yeah, I just found that out too. So Lamar <laughs> Miller's coming back from injury. And you no might be way! Like, I, what the heck? And you might be like, This oh, dude played you know? for nine different football dude, teams I, I this year, I think. He's only like 27 or something. Yeah. But he's, he's coming back from injury, and he's going to be on that roster. It might be like, well, that's going to hurt Montgomery. Not necessarily. Having a veteran back take some of the pressure off Montgomery to allow his legs to stay fresh could be very good. And another thing, which uh, I'll talk about my last trade target, and I just started to really look at this year, are running backs tied to bad teams ready to draft a new QB. Long sentence, but hear me out. The Bears are in a position to draft a QB next year. 
They're mm-hmm. saying it's going to be probably Trey Lance, uh, maybe Fields. Who knows? I'm, a, I'm aiming for them to pick up Trey Lance. But whoever they do, that's going to boost that running back's value because now they have a new, a new QB, a new offense, younger player, ready to kind of boost that mentality for that young RB. So be on the watch out for that. That segues perfectly into my third trade target. Look at that. <laughs> Mr. Nice. I didn't do it on purpose, but, you know, we're, nice. we're trying to be professionals here. Uh, who is Mr. Joe Mixon, who uh, I just traded for. Definitely a huge trade target. And this is why. I traded uh, – who did I trade? Let me go back. I made a few trades this this, uh, this last week. I you traded, traded Joe, Drake uh, and, some, and Baker. No, Drake and uh, Mr. Baker Mayfield for – thank you, for Joe Mixon, the six-round pick. So you might be looking and thinking, Kenyon Drake, did I trade him? Shouldn't I have? I've had him for four dynasty seasons, and in my opinion, once you hit that fourth year, almost like college, high school, you either got to you-know-what or get off the pot. I uh-huh. didn't see it. He might do something. The ankle injury worries me. Because it's the same ankle, the same foot he's had issues with before in the past. We talked about QB stashes. I gave up Baker Mayfield, but I still have Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, and Derek Carr. So I'm still sitting very nice for the rest of the season. This is the reason why I like Joe Mixon, because he has a young quarterback in Joe Burrow. Just like with T. Higgins, Burrow's starting to make that connection. And I know Joe is injury prone. He is out. Make sure you grab his handcuff. But again, when we're looking at the stats, 450 yards three TDs. He's due for some positive TD regression. He's going to be out this week against uh, against uh, Tennessee, but he'll be back after the bye. Steelers, Redskins, Giants, Miami, Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh, and then the Houston Texans to end the fantasy season. That's not a bad run. A couple tough matchups, but again, he's going to get the time to take the break, take a breather, come back strong. You can definitely trade him away for a running back like I do that you're just not sold on. This is a is the year-long and a dynasty trade stash here. Definitely look into him. You could probably get him for a late second, early third. I think this guy, he's only, I think he's only 25 years old. At 24 years old, and I don't, he's only, he, I feel like he's been in the league for like 10 years. Yeah, I think. But somehow, he does. He it's does. only three years, and I know he's injury prone, so that doesn't help. But the potential's there. Mixon, uh, Mixon uh, excuse me, Burrow's starting to really click in that offense, and they have a really young coach. I like him. He's my third trade target. Yeah, my uh, um, I, I I don't mind the Joe Mixon pickup at, at all. My only uh concern, well, I guess it's a concern, but it's a good thing in uh PPR leagues is Cincinnati's O line is like a revolt, is like a turnstile, man. Those sure, guys sure. are are getting killed. But the nice thing, and that is, is Joe Mixon's a good checkdown back. So I mean, you have that. You got to kind of see it both ways. Okay, he's playing behind a bad line. But he's also a good running – he's also a good pass catching back out of the backfield, so it makes him a good check down option. So definitely not a not a bad pickup there with uh, Joe Mixon, um, unless you're trying to trade Adam Poe, who wants like three first-round draft picks for him. So, <laughs> of course so, he does. Of course he does, <laughs> always. All right, JC, where can they find us, buddy? Where are we at? Where can so, Big Jab and the Fat be found? Check out our Twitter page. It's blowing up. It's getting a lot better. Uh, we love it there. Uh, we hit the century mark for followers. Again, guys, we've only been doing this for less than a year, so we appreciate every single follower we have. 104 followers. They can find us on Twitter at Big Jab and the Fat. That is Twitter at Big Jab and the FAT. You can also check our latest podcast episodes through the links on that page on Spotify and the Anchor app. You got next nice. stash. I got it. Yeah, man. We're uh so we're gonna move into our next part of our uh of our threes. So these are gonna be three stashes. 
three stashes. Um, I seen this as a long term dynasty thing of who who are guys who you're stashing. Okay, and until I'm proven otherwise, my first that until I'm proven wrong. I will continue when we do episodes where I can mention this to say <laughs> hashtag bench running backs. Okay. Oh, Listen. Yes. All right. Stashes long term. I get it. Okay. I get it. Nobody wants to see it. Um, or a lot of people are kind of falling off on him. But J.K. Dobbins oh, you, for the Baltimore yeah, Ravens. Listen to the biggest J.K. Dobbins truther <laughs> in the world aside from J.K. Dobbins himself. Yeah, listen, because there is a part of me, there's a part of me, and it, and it, it may be a little bit of that, of that Ohio State love, yes, but when you watch the kid play and everything he did in his yeah, college yeah. career, I, 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 I could not every, – his, his intangibles, his athletic ability, he's a three-down back. Um, I was just reading an article talking about how John Harbaugh actually – if you go back and look at his rookie running backs – they really don't start to pick up steam or he really doesn't give them opportunities till about week 10. Okay. So we're, so we're fact. going into week eight, Mark Ingram's doubtful to play. Gus Edwards is going to get the most, most of the carries. I'm not going to lie. They're going against Pittsburgh. Okay. It's going to be a tough sled, but if JK, but I will say this, if JK can get, take his limited touches and do something with them, don't forget Miles Sanders ran all over that Pittsburgh defense. Very true. So with behind a not a good offensive line. So J.K. Dobbins, I still believe, uh, you know, and if everybody wants to comment in our Twitter and call me out on it next year, I still believe next year he's going to be the number. He's going to be the RB one across all fantasy formats. Um, he plays in the right offense. He has the right skill set tailored to it. Um, I, I just can't fathom J.K. Dobbins being a nobody in this league. I can't fathom it. Who you got, buddy? I like everything you said about J.K. Dobbins. I agree. I'll tell you right now, if I had the first overall pick, I would not have picked C.H. I would pick J.K. Dobbins. In my opinion, this is the order that I think the big running backs from this year will be in next year when you're looking to draft them. Not at the top of the draft, but just the order they would be in. It would go J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, and then Zach Moss, in my opinion. I'm sorry, okay. DeAndre Swift, CEH, Cam Akers, then Zach Moss. And I okay, think, nice. I yeah, like it. I yep. was almost forgot CEH. But, yeah, I definitely agree with Dobbins. So, my next stash, this guy, I, you know, but when you have a good idea as a, as a fantasy football analyst like we are, and you're and a content creator, and you're thinking, if this guy blows up, and I'm right, it's going to feel great. So, we all know about Minshew Mania. We get it. Yes. It's Gardner Minshew. Mm -hmm. Gardner Minshew, guys, I hate to tell you all this. I know mm -hmm. there's some Gardner Minshew shooters that are in their oh, car right big, now. There are truthers out there Pittsburgh, for days. Pennsylvania, the five of you on my deck patio, freezing a little bit. I see the sun coming up. I'm like, hit this patio, Daniel. And they're going to be like, you bite your tongue. Gardner Minshew is the younger version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm sorry to tell you this. He's going to give you some amazing games. He's going to make some plays. They're going to be like, how is this guy not starting? But he will be on five to six teams by the end of mm -hmm. his career, still getting some, some snaps, some targets, still, or some snaps, some throws, still getting work like Fitzpatrick is, but he's not the answer. Jacksonville seems to be really building from the inside. I know they're still in the hunt for a QB. There's a possibility they could draft one, but Minshew's out this week. They have Mike Glennon as their backup 
there's no need to talk about that guy. He's a you know nope. he's Mike Lennon. But mm-hmm. behind him, and who might get the start after the bye, it's Mr. Jake Luton. And if you remember this guy, Luton, I will get his name right sooner or later. If you remember this guy, <laughs> I did a five-minute big jab session on him you way did. back in the day. Long time ago. When this, this podcast Long time ago. was just a little baby. And I did it on this guy for his tangibles. And it's infant stage. Infant stage. I did it for this guy for his tangibles. He's out of Oregon State, 6'6", 236, had the highest completion rating in that division, in the in the in their uh, conference, he's ready to play. They have a great RB in Robinson. Uh, their tight end still needs a little help. They should definitely draft one. Their line's not bad, and they have the receiving core. If he doesn't get the start, I would be surprised. That is my first stash. Get this guy, especially if you need a QB for that playoff run. If Minshew stays out, I think he tore a ligament or, or damaged a ligament. Is throwing thumb. And end or the finger, I know it's something to do with two different injuries in the same hand. It could it, He could be out. He could be on IRD or on IR, especially because that's his throwing hand. Get Luton. He's worth the stash just to see if he gets that start for the rest of the season. That's my guy right there. Nice. So um, I actually like that with Jake Luton. Uh, and we'll get into Gardner Mitchell when we get into our drops. How does that sound? <laughs> oh, look at that. Segway. Segway's all <laughs> around. <laughs> Segway for a little bit later in the episode. Segway. All right. So my um, sticking with my bench, hashtag bench RBs. Okay, listen, I get it. Everybody's <laughs> down on him. Uh, JC and I have talked about him a lot. We've done a lot of things on him. Um, we were very excited about the pickup of this guy, where he went to. First two weeks were great for given where he stood in the pecking order. Everybody's down on him now. No, nobody wants to hear about him. Nobody wants to talk about him. And that's perfectly fine. But uh, long-term dynasty stash, I still think Joshua Kelly holds value. Fair I enough. really Fair do. Enough. I really do. Um, you know, listen, I'm not going to defend him or say anything, but when you look at back of strength, the schedule was rough for the Chargers. And let's face like, I get it. Justin Jackson uh, two weeks ago had a better game. But if you take away his 36-yard run, him and Kelly had the same stats. It, it was the same stat line. They're still both averaging two and a half, three yards a carry. Um Kelly is just as good as a receiver out of the backfield, in my personal opinion, as Justin Jackson is. I think this, too. Anthony Lynn, if you remember when Tyrod uh, went, whatever their team doctors were doing to Tyrod, I have no idea. Right. But he still, and after Justin Herbert came and went toe-to-toe with Pat Mahomes, he was, Anthony Lynn was still adamant Tyrod Taylor was going to be the starter. Very true. When you know, and then Herbert came in and played another good game, and Anthony Lynn was still adamant. Tyrod was good. Anthony Lynn is that coach where he is a veterans guy. Mm-hmm. He likes his veterans. You know, he needs his rookies need to prove something to him. So Anthony Lynn is that coach that even if Joshua Kelly were to come out and you know set the world on fire, when Austin Eckler comes back, he's still not going to take that starting role from Austin Eckler if he if he did do that, which he didn't. But I'm just saying Anthony Lynn sees something in his guys, and he sees it, but you have to play your time. You have to do your true, time. True. And I think Joshua Kelly, you know, the Chargers schedule, I don't have it in front of me, but I was looking it up. I forgot it down, downstairs. It does get a little bit easier for them defensive-wise. 
So I think that the Charger, I think Joshua Kelly does hold value into next year. If you can and you have the spots to hold him, I recommend to hold him. Um, the kid, it, it, like we said a long time ago about Joshua Kelly, he's not great at anything. He's not a super fast guy. He's not a super great laterally quick guy. He's not a great pass catcher. He's not a great run blocker. But he's not bad in any area either. He's good across the board. I think you got to hold Joshua Kelly because I think maybe by this time next year, you could be saying to yourself, man, I wish I would have held on to Joshua yep, Kelly. Yep. There it is. And when we're looking at – and great points right there too because, again, he's playing with Herbert. Again, what I just what did I just talk about, guys? Grab that running back with that young QB. Herbert's mm-hmm. lighting the world on fire. Also, great pickup by uh, J. Poe grabbing him off of waivers. That's the kind of that's the kind of things you got to do, guys. You got to look out there, grab a guy. He's doing great. The rest of their season goes like this: Denver Broncos, uh, Raiders, Dolphins, Jets, the Bills, oh, Patriots, yeah. Falcons, Raiders again, and Denver. So they've got yeah. he's got some beatable matchups in there, and yeah. some games where they're gonna have to keep up with the score. So. Right. Move. Yeah, I for sure do not recommend him this week against uh, Denver yeah, because they're that. actually pretty stingy against the uh, run. But Dolphins, Jets, um, who else did you say in there? Falcons. Uh, yeah, Falcons, I, I, Raiders. I, I mean, those are all games where this guy could feasibly turn on the Jets when he did the first two games of the season when everybody went, hmm, you want to trade me Joshua Kelly? <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, who do you got, man? All right, my next stash. I really like this guy. I, I like you. Just, you have a sixth sense sometimes about players, and you're just looking at someone on the on the on the waivers, and you're just thinking about the potential and the team and the offense. And he was just sitting out there, and I feel like he's a guy that like no one's paying attention to, but he's aside. He got injured this week, but aside from that, he's just he's playing really good. And and I think he might be worth a really solid dynasty stash. Mr. Marquez Callaway from the mm-hmm. Saints. So like this is why pick. I like this guy. Not to say Michael Thomas isn't going to stay. He's probably going to stay. They're probably going to sign yeah. for a jillion dollars. But right. we all realize that Michael Thomas, just like some other high-end receivers like Devontae Adams and Kenny Galladay, are injury-prone. Michael Thomas has missed time. This has probably been his longest absence, I believe, in his career. He's missed tons of games. And it really hasn't been a receiver to stuff. Traquan Smith did okay, but Traquan Smith's kind of like Curtis Samuel from Thursday night. He's going to get you a crazy game. Oh, man, he scored me 30 points. Let me trade for him. Let me pick him up. And he gets you a dud of five points again. And then he gets you a dud. Yep, exactly. exactly. Marcus Calloway has been, before he, uh, he had a, a tweak in his ankle, so he'll be out this week. But before that, he's been trending up. You always want to look for those trends. Week four, three points. Week five, eight points. Buy on week six. Week seven. 16 points, and he's out week eight. So you're seeing a trend upwards, again, without Michael Thomas. But let's all remember what happens a lot of times when these star receivers are out and someone starts to come along the board and provide that great secondary talent. The Saints are always going to be good. Whatever Drew Brees or Tyus, they will have a plan for the next guy up, and they'll probably draft him in this year and next year. But Marcus Cowley, last game, eight for 10, so 10 targets, 75 yards and 16 points, no touchdowns. But I love the targets. I love his stat line. He's about 6'1", 6'2", 205, right around what Michael Thomas is. And, yes, I'm saying it. He looks like a Michael Thomas clone. So they have Trey Quan Smith. They have uh, Darren Harris. Let me see who this guy is. Uh, he's a smaller guy that I don't think really uh, – Deontay Harris, he's more of like a gadget player. And that's about it for the receivers. So if I'm looking mm-hmm. at a guy that can be in that secondary <laughs> slot when Thomas comes back, and if he doesn't, 
give me some bona fide targets that Drew Brees likes. Remember, Drew Brees is a is a uh, is a heater quarterback. So when he starts throwing to a guy and he likes to throw to him, he keeps throwing to him. That's why Michael Thomas gets 67 targets every game. So when you're looking at a guy like Marcus Cowley, he's a rookie. He's out of, I believe, Tennessee. He's a three-year yep. mm-hmm. three starter out of there. I'm liking this guy. I need a guy to keep for my next year behind Chase Claypool, Brandon Ayuk, and Michael Pittman, who I have as my rookies. I'm liking all the stats right here on this guy. And if Michael Thomas continues to stay out, and if it does turn ugly, he could be a really good stash for you later. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know if you remember – uh, one of our first podcasts, we kind of we 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 started to talk about guys of the 2020 draft before the draft, and we were talking about who were just some of those guys like like that are going to get either go undrafted or go really late. But who are some of those guys that can really surprise? And yeah. two of the guys we talked about were John Hightower, John Hightower. From- from Philly and Marcus Callaway from uh, Tennessee. Wow, so it's good that. to see. Um, yeah, it's good to see Hightower's getting targets. Um, he's, you know, he's had the opportunity. He, he He's a deep play threat. He's dropped some balls. But uh, I, I think, yeah, John yeah. Hightower, Marcus Callaway, both great stashes. Um, I'm going to go and then I'm going to kind of caveat off of the Eagles there with that. Okay. okay. Um, but my third stash and not somebody I'm really going to get too into because I want to talk about that that caveat there. Uh, Tim Patrick has actually played oh, I love well. Tim Patrick. Uh, six foot four, 212 pounds. Drew Locke seems to love to throw the ball to him, just throw it near him. Uh, his past two weeks, he's won over 100 yards in each game. Uh, Tim Patrick has stepped, he has uh, Cortland Sutton going out. It took him a couple games to come on, but I think he's found his footing. Well, then Drew Locke got hurt. So yeah, we know yeah. that a uh, mess. So, but I think he's found his footing there. And uh, Tim Patrick, I think, is looking like what is this? His second or third year? Third year? Maybe, uh, I believe it's the third maybe? year. Yeah, third year. Yeah, I mean, you always want to look for those guys coming into there. That's kind of like my my deep. That's my uh. That's my demarcation point, and I know there's always a lot of uh, articles and talk about fantasy football and guys that talk about the three-year mark, and I know a lot of people have done studies that show it's not really. That's that's just what I use as a benchmark personally. I have no stats to back it up. My, it's just my own personal thought of if you don't do anything outside of three years, you may do something after, but you're not going to be you're you're not going to be that guy, you know. Exactly. You're not going to be that guy. I think uh, Devontae Parker, you know, he could be one of the exceptions to that rule. But you're not – and he's still not even really that guy, you know. He's – I I mean, he produces, but he's not that guy. So, uh, Tim Patrick, I like it. But um, I'm going to do something here just a real quick – I wanted to – do it quick and and I'm just going to kind of homer my eagles here for a second. Right. Everybody's getting everybody's getting healthy. Um do I think they should switch Jordan Mailata out at tackle for Jason Peters? No, I do not think that at all. You flip Peters in the guard and let him play there and then let him please let this man end his career. <laughs> God, he's he's a Hall of Famer. We don't need to see this anymore though, okay? Anyways, with that said, the Eagles are getting healthy. Jalen Rager is supposed to be playing Sunday night. We all know about Travis Fulgham. He came out of nowhere. I couldn't even tell you who the dude was three weeks ago. No idea. Now he's one of the hottest things, okay? John Hightower, we just talked talked about him. All three of these wide receivers 
are potential stashes. The Eagles are getting healthy. Jalen Rager and Hightower both can stretch the field. Travis Fulgham is more than just a jump ball guy. If you watch him run his routes, he runs great routes. Um, I think you can't go wrong. Carson Wentz is going to be forced to throw the ball. He's going to be forced to throw it. So I think all three of those guys, including Tim Patrick, I think you got yourself a nice little uh, four guys there to look at, man. What do you got for your third one, buddy? Yeah, I think that's solid, man. Yeah, definitely grab some of those guys. Eagles could be on the rise. Remember, guys, we're doing our triple threes today. Three trade targets, three stashes, and three drops. We're on our stashes right now. Remember, find us at Big Jab and the Fat on our Twitter page. Tim Patrick is out of Utah, J-Po. And yes. that is another great – you guessed it, guys. Segway to my third stash. <laughs> and I'm going to do Mr. Zach Moss out of Utah. Just so you guys, guys know, we don't plan this. this is not we we really give each other a general idea, and then we come at each other. We just kind of think alike. Exactly. So Utah, exactly. segue. Go on, buddy. Utah, the Ute. So Zach Moss. I drafted Zach Moss in the second round of this year for the main focus reason that he will be a starter in year two to three. He for sure is. The biggest sure. reason that he's getting – he's worth a stash for people that have dropped him in league in uh, year-long leagues, which there's still plenty of time, or dynasty because he's been banged up a little bit, is because the team fits the player. The team fits the player. This is what I mean. If Lamar Jackson was on another team, Titans, Steelers, it wouldn't work. He's on a team that runs the ball a lot already. A team – Fit the, the person fits the team. The team fits the person. Back and forth. Both of those things have to connect. Zach Moss is a bruiser. 5'10", 220, very uh, beast mode-like guy. So we want to look for guys that fit the system. The Bills are going to be a run-first team, a heavy team. It's going to start to snow. I think it already started to snow. They're going to need a bruising back. Devin Singletary is not it. Devin Singletary is a third down back. He's a catchback. You've seen it already. The targets and the touches are starting to even out between the two. Moss had a great, I think, 20-yard run last week. Uh, he finished with 10 fantasy points, so nothing too crazy there. But again, you're seeing the movement forward. This is the part that not a lot of people are paying attention to. And if you deep dive, you want to pick this guy up. He had three catches on three targets for 25 yards. We're talking about the top. We're talking about a guy that's more in line with a bruising running back getting targets out the backfield when there's a guy, Devin Singletary, on the team who should be that target back. So if Allen starts liking this guy out the backfield for the catches, which he's good. I mean, he called all three balls for 25 yards. Before he went down, he had a receiving touchdown. I think it was week one. Yes, week one had a receiving touchdown. He had four targets that game. This guy has those three down back RB1 numbers you're looking at. He had an injury there. He overcame it. He's a guy that's going to get injured and come right back. And I know they waited for him for a little bit. I believe they waited for him to get fully healthy because they didn't want to rush the guy, a la what they were trying with Lev Bell before all that craziness happened. He's mm -hmm. got some pretty good matchups after New England. He's got Seattle at home, and Seattle does not play good on the road, especially when they're going north like that. Arizona, a, a week 11 body. He's got the Chargers, Niners, Steelers, Denver, and New England. Not the best, not the best, mm -hmm. but I do like him for a dynasty stash. Again, I could see this guy taking over the backfield by the end of the season. They're saying 60-40 split. I see 70-30. I see them start to lean heavily on the run, especially when they come after their bye and it starts to get colder out. They're going to be playing yeah. on the road a lot. You're going to want that bruising running back to take the load off of Allen. 
in my opinion, really quick before we get to the drops, Josh Allen is struggling because they're trying to make Josh Allen be the whole offense. Guess what, guys? It happened the first year. We were all static. That's great. But you can look at guys like Allen and Jackson who have that running ability. They had to change it for Lamar Jackson this year, too, because people are going to start, the players are going to start to see it on the defense. They're going to start tagging him. Allen's not that consistent. His accuracy issues are coming out. They need to kind of reverse ship. Stop letting Allen try to be the whole offense and rely on the running back they got this year in Zach Moss and let the guy eat. Yeah, you know what? And, and the Buffalo Bills don't even really need to – they don't need to force that. They don't need they don't, to force Josh Allen to be the guy. I mean, trading for Stephon Diggs, smoke can still stretch the field when yeah, healthy. Gabe Davis is a nice surprise out of UCF. If, 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 kind of a little bit of a stash there if yeah. you guys uh, – Russell Gage from Atlanta, Gabriel Davis from UCF plays for Buffalo. I mean, they don't need they have the weapons there. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, they have a line, they have a good defense. They don't have to and I don't know why they are and you do make a good point. They are trying to make Josh Allen just to be the guy instead of just letting him exactly. play the game script and I don't exactly. I don't know why. Big jab in the fat on Twitter, listen to us on Spotify, follow us on Anchor. If you play fantasy football on Sleeper, we do have a Sleeper channel as well. Oh, it's just also, big jab in the fat. We almost forgot this. We are in a uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that call. We are in yeah. a podcast fantasy football league. Yeah. We want to mm-hmm. give these guys a call out. Let me load them up on my Twitter page. They are awesome. They are at uh, not the the non draft fantasy football uh, league on Twitter. It is at NFL and they are an awesome organization. They actually reached out to us over four, almost uh, thirty five hundred followers. They wanted us to be part of a podcast fantasy football league, and uh, there's twenty different, uh, nineteen different other podcast uh, groups in there with us. It's an awesome league. Uh, we get to change the lineups every day. So definitely check those guys out. We appreciate them reaching out to us to let us be a part of this league. We went from ninth place and, uh, excuse me, set, my, set our lineup last week, jumped to sixth place. So sixth we're place. hoping we, we keep that moving this week. But I just want to give them a quick shout out there. Yeah, nice, nice. And I do have that set for this week as well. Awesome, we awesome. are we are now the uh, we are now the proud owners of uh, – I think uh, we are now the proud owners of – Patrick Mahomes there we go, <laughs> and, there we go. and Russell Wilson. So we had to do that one little trade out there. Nice. Um, so I, I tried not to get – I liked everything else, but I didn't want to – I think the problem our first couple weeks in that league was is we had to, those injuries, so we had to do a lot of trade outs, and we started to yeah. – and, and we lost a lot of points. So that's what, but, that's what hurt us. Yeah, but I think we're kind of back on uh I think we're back on track. So out of twenty teams for us to be six, I don't think we're doing too shabby. I don't no, think we're doing too bad. Up. All right, so our our triple threes, three trades, three stash, three drops. We're into our drops. I'm gonna go first. Um, unless he gets traded, I'm not gonna say more about this. Unless he gets traded, Michael Gallup. I, 100%, I can't hundred percent. I I, I can't say unless he gets traded to a different team, I think he's worth it. You can try to trade him. I unfortunately have not been able to trade him in a couple leagues. I own him. Nobody yeah, wants him. So yeah. they don't want so Michael Gallup, unless he gets traded to a team that's you I mean, he's broken down to the the fourth, fifth option there now. I mean, outs Dalton yeah, Schultz. And, bad. Yeah. So unless he gets traded, Michael Gallup, that's all I got on him, man. All right, mine is only in season-long leagues, so do not – truthers of this guy, do not come after me. For, <laughs> dy- for dynasty leagues, you hold him till the sun sets. But in standard leagues, it's time to drop Jerry Judy. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, he has had 
uh, five points, uh, five points, and then 16 points in week four. Listen, it's just not going to work this year for him in standard leagues. You might be able to get a little trade value out of him. Tim Patrick has come on. I know he's hurt, so Judy might get some more looks. But Font's back. Albert O's back. I just don't see Judy really being involved in the rest of the stretch. Only in year-long leagues, drop him in Dynasty or Redraft. Of course, you want to keep him. Yeah, that's he's definitely a big keeper for for um uh your dynasties and your keepers. Uh, um, your redraft leagues, yeah, he holds almost little to no value at this yeah. point. Uh, my next one, since I kind of was getting on the Eagles in my stashes, I'm gonna get on my Eagles in the drops. Zach there Ertz, you go. everybody, yeah, Zach time. Ertz. All right, listen, Zach Ertz, it, 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 he's not what Zach Ertz used to be, okay? he He's actually never been a yards after catch tight end. I know, Eagles fans, you can post in the Twitter, but that but that, that lunging Super Bowl touchdown grab, listen, Zach Ertz don't do that all the time, trust me. Trust <laughs> me. He doesn't. He's going to get traded, and the fact of the matter is him and Carson Wentz are best friends. Carson Wentz goes out of his way to target Zach Ertz. He actually kind of makes questionable decisions at times just because he wants to target Zach Ertz. So even if Ertz does get traded, I don't think even if he does, I know the big hot names were Baltimore and New England. He's not going to get the targets that he got in Philly. Um, Zach Ertz, everybody, it's either drop him or trade him, man. Drop him or try to trade him. And I don't think you're going to get anything for trade value from him because of the injury. So you may be able to find that guy that's willing to kind of stash him behind. He already has maybe Darren Waller as a starting tight end or Travis Kelsey. And he might just be like, yeah, he's a good depth ad. But I think Zach Ertz, honestly, guys, he's you can get rid of him. He's he's pretty essentially. I think we're at the end of the career, Zach Ertz. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll stick with the tight ends right now. And you can definitely drop Kyle Rudolph. So it's oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph, I think he had maybe I think he only had really two good seasons. And that's the thing with tight ends. You want to get you want to strike while the iron's hot. My guy has 10 receptions, 123 yards in the TD. Irv Smith isn't doing a lot better, but they drafted him for this reason. You know, pick up Irv Smith. That should, you know, be a, a, a standard point to go ahead and do that. I know they signed Rudolph to a deal. I don't remember how long it was, but he is 30 years old. Uh, you know, like you said, just like Ertz, his career is pretty much done. It's time for him to be a backup somewhere or retire Viking, which I could see him being just a long-time Viking there. But easy, easy drop right there. Drop him. Pick up uh, a younger tight end. There's a ton out. There's tons out there. Harrison Bryant. Uh, Joku, who I think is is going to show a lot of people off right now, uh, you know, definitely look for a younger tight end and drop that guy. Yeah. So, and my last one, JC has already talked about him, um, and he actually made all the caveat points that I was going to make. So I really don't have much to say there either. Gardner Minshew is a career backup. He's career a journeyman backup. backup quarterback. Okay. He, he uh, uh, he's a he, JC pegged it right on the head. The comparison, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He will come in and play for eight different teams, and he'll come in and light up the scoreboard. But no, from time to time, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick probably might have more consistency in what he did when all said and done, when Gardner Minshew's done. But um, I, I don't think any coaching staff is really going to sit down and go, Gardner, you're our guy. Just like no, no coaching staff did that with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Bring him in. He'll solid backup. 
but he's not going to be the guy. He doesn't have it. He, he, he doesn't. I get it. A lot of people like his mustache and his gimmick, and he works out. Like I out said, Fitzpatrick. He's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a younger Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he works out in man thongs and sunglasses, whatever. <laughs> okay, I get it. Whatever he wants to do, that's cool. The dude can play the game. Is he going to be out of the league? No, but he's. there's no sense to hold Gardner Minshew, honestly. Just, just an opinion, buddy. Just an opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree with that there. And uh, my final guy, I'm going to kind of dig a little deep here uh, because I was just looking at a few different targets. Uh, I would say Naheen Himes is my final guy. And okay. I think I'm going to say this, and it's just, a, you know, it's nothing too crazy. If you have the spot to keep him, I guess keep him. He did get seven points last week, five, after, five before that, six before that. But, again, we're getting to the point where you have to start using those spots for bi-week replacements. He's not a bi-week replacement. You have to use it for extra defenses. Uh, if you're in an IDP league like us, you might have to pick up extra linebackers. Jonathan Taylor is slow. He, Jonathan Taylor is like the tra- is like the subway train you take from like station to station. That's just in the in like in like New York. It's not going to go super fast. It just chugs along and goes to the next stop and chugs along and goes to the next. That's Jonathan Taylor. He's just a slow moving subway train, and slowly but surely he's turning into an RB one. He's catching out the backfield. He's doing everything right. That's why I think people forget. Jonathan Taylor has done nothing wrong. I know he hasn't exploded for a game like Swift or CH, but he's solid. They didn't add anybody. They're, if they keep Mac or not, he's still the RB1. Hines, I don't think really is the handcuff to keep there. I think Jordan Wilkins is or Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. Um, so I would just say drop him, pick up an extra quarterback. Definitely not worth the keep. Yeah, you know, um, uh, just to, since we only have a few minutes left here, yeah. um, I have been reading that a lot. A lot of people are down on Jonathan Taylor. I don't, I don't know, know why. why. No, I don't know why. he hasn't produced any great numbers, but he gives you 15 a points a week. Yeah, like I, 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 I mean, he's a rookie. He's he's pretty much is in control of the whole backfield. He runs behind a good O line. Uh, people are down on him. Just. I don't know what they wanted from him. Did you want him to come out and rush for 2,000 yards? Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know what they – college kids. Now he's versus actually adults, you know? Right. I, I mean, Jonathan T- Taylor, for sure. I don't know why people get down on him, but don't. And don't yeah, look sell at him stats. either. For sure don't, don't sell him. him. Oh, my gosh. He's a keep. Look at these stats. This is, this is his whole style line for the whole season. 15 points, 21 points, 14 points, 9 points, 16 points, 16 points. That's yeah. solid RB2 numbers out of a rookie. And if you're in a year-long league, he's giving you those spots. He's got uh, 400, oh, close to 400 yards, three touchdowns. I'll keep him. He's got some great matchups. Uh, Detroit Lions coming up. Packers later on. Houston, Vegas, Houston, Pittsburgh. I like the kid. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get eight, eight, 900 yards th- th- this year. Yep. And as a rookie, what else do you want? I mean, what else do you, you, want, guys? you look at three, four, four games in, running backs, wide receivers. Did they hit the 300-yard mark as a Rookie, that's kind of what I see. Yeah, okay, I think I have something here. Definitely. All right, JC, end us, buddy. Yeah, Where guys, we hey, thank you for uh, for tuning into this one. We we almost hit the hour mark. That's usually our limit of time, but hey, we had a great podcast. Give you guys a lot to think about. Remember, you can check all of our podcast episodes out on the Anchor app or anchor.com, and you can check us out on Spotify. The new Spotify link is in the Twitter page profile. Definitely check that out. Can reach us out again on Twitter at Big Jab and the Fat. Look out for us in our league-long podcast fantasy football league as well. 
Jay Paul, anything else, man? Yeah, man. Hey, uh, and if you guys would like for the people that we know that listen to it in the comments on our Twitter page, you don't have to do three of each, but if you could just, you know, if you want to comment on maybe a trade, a stash, and a drop, you know, we definitely uh, love to hear from you. That's awesome. Thanks for listening. He's JC Cribs, a.k.a. Big Jab. That is Jay Poe the Fat. Hey, guys, we'll see you next week. Remember, get those lineups ready. Check those waiver wire moves. You still got time. Good luck to everybody on their week eight games. And as always, stay safe, stay humble, take care of each other. We'll see you next time. Thank you.